This is the emergency medical minute. Perfect. Um, so I had a, a super sick patient that has, you know, sort of a generic condition, but really shows how things can go bad really fast. So this lady had asthma. Um, she'd been sick for maybe a week or two. Um, really hard to know. Um, daughter responded when she called her and said she was feeling worse, um, asked her to come over and basically found her in pretty significant respiratory distress. EMS responded, um, did continuous NEBS and root, gave her solumedrol, said that she was doing better. Um, one of the PAs saw her initially, greeted the ambulance, and then came and got me because she was essentially in respiratory extremis with status like within two minutes of getting here. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what happens to make an asthmatic really decompensate quickly. So I asked Tammy to help me out because I wanted to talk about breath stacking. So we think of breath stacking and talk about that a lot with the ventilator management. So I wanted to have her kind of talk to you guys about what ventilator breath stacking means and then we'll t do the corollary to sort of personal self-induced breath stacking. Take it away, Tammy. Yeah. So <clears throat> with ventilator breath stacking, you know, the patient isn't synchronizing usually with the vent very well. They're not able to exhale before that next breath gets delivered. And so what happens is they just keep getting air put in, put in, put in. And each time maybe a little bit goes out, but pretty soon you build up and your functional reserve, your capacity in your lungs is diminished. And so with an asthmatic, they can do the same thing um, they feel shorter breaths, so they just keep breathing deeper and deeper and deeper. Faster, and when they do faster. that, <clears throat> and faster and faster, so they're getting more and more air in, but they don't get any air out. So pretty soon the pressure of their chest, which is negative pressure, is fighting against that, and they feel like they can't breathe. And it's they can't breathe because they can't get any air out. And so one of the key things that we like to do with somebody, um, first of all, just talk to them about personal breathing. You know, that's really key to help them try to calm themselves at first. Breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. Like, And I tell people, like, you're blowing into a pop bottle to make it whistle because you want that force. You want that feeling there. Um, and it can work for a little bit. But they're, if they're already being breathing really heavy and really fast for a long time, they're getting tired out. And so that's not going to last for very long. So a lot of times... Even putting them on a BiPAP machine makes them feel even more claustrophobic and it really doesn't work very well for a lot of them. And one of the things that we have found out over the years is that straight CPAP, a high CPAP that holds their airways open, is really what's best. Because they do decompensate very, very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, so that's exactly it. So with breath stacking, you basically keep filling up the alveoli and to the point of you can't accept any more air into them and there's not enough uh, time really as much as anything for you to empty the alveoli plus you have negative inspiratory force in your chest when you're breathing really fast really hard and although that does lead to fatigue before it leads to that fatigue it also collapses the collapsible airways that are leading to these overinflated alveoli so this lady she was just you know she she just had hit her point where she became too tired she had breath stacked so much air into her lungs that she couldn't exhale anything. And then she, you know, dropped like a rock. So these patients, you know, status asthmaticus is obviously a very dangerous and difficult diagnose or disease um, to, to manage anyway. But in the short term, when you have this high PEEP, so positive and expiratory pressure, 
and then your alveoli are filled, and then you have a short inspiration because, or excuse me, short time for exhalation or expiration, and so you're trapping all this air, they rise their CO2 really quickly, right? Because their CO2 is gonna just skyrocket. So they'll come in with a high CO2, and then that, of course, decreases their respiratory drive too. So you've got really a lot of things that you're having to manage, and so the only way to fix this is, in some ways, intubation, muscle relaxation, paralytics, obviously, hydration, because these people become really hypotensive because you have so much decrease in your venous return because of the high pressures in the chest because of the overinflated lungs. So the, the really take-home points are, if somebody is in that much extremis, you don't have time for BiPAP. You might be able to do CPAP. You certainly can't do heated high flow or anything else. Um, calming ma maneuvers may help for the short term, but this lady had just you know, basically started her agonal breathing and was getting ready to die. So she got intubated, um, and she had no PE, she had no pneumonia, she was just straight up asthma. And, and, you know, I see one of these patients probably, I don't know, maybe once or twice a year where they're that bad, um, but those are the people you just have to intervene, and the only treatment is intubation and making sure that you have a really prolonged expiratory phase so that they can undo their breath stacking on the ventilator. Emergency Medical Minute is, and always will be, about free medical education. Medicine's most prolific podcast is successful because of our supporters, donors, and of course, our listeners. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And if you support spreading free medical education, please donate at our website, emergencymedicalminute.com. As always, keep listening.